I love in-person shopping at the mall. There is nothing, nothing in the world that is more magical than those kiosks that you find in those long walkways in the mall. There is nothing in the world more magical than what is sold at those kiosks by those super, super friendly people. Like they can literally strike up a conversation with anybody, anybody walking by. Those kinds of people are my people. I find myself sharing my life story with them every single time I go to the mall. I find myself needing and desiring a Christmas ornament in the middle of July. I find myself winged by all the poppets off the kiosks stand. I, I, I can even smell the bath salts that they've tried to sell me. I can smell how good they smell right now. When I go to the, to the mall with my introverted husband, his least favorite, least magical place are those kiosks. When those people come out to start talking to me like head down, keeps walking, ignores them, like I do not want to have a conversation. I find him a few minutes down the, the walkway and I'm like, I was going to try to buy some bath salts, and he's like, you don't need those, <laughs> those bath salts. He, like, much prefers Amazon next-day delivery, and if you can't get it off there, like, what's the point in having it? So um, we are very, very different people. When we went shopping for the first time ever together at TJ Maxx, anybody know us, these stores, TJ Maxx? It's like completely filled with all the things. It's a store completely filled with all the things those people at the kiosk store couldn't sell. It, it even smells like those bath salts when you walk in. I like walk in there and I'm just automatically like, oh my gosh, it's like a big, huge mall kiosk. It's amazing. So Chris and I went together. We'd been married about three or four years. He's been together with me and TJ Maxx one time. This was the one time. We got a few things that we needed for our brand new house. We're checking out. I have him actually like lugging this big coffee table up to the front cashier to, to check out. And she's like checking us out. And before long, me and her engaged in like this long conversation. I tell her we're buying a new house. This is going to go in our new home. I'm telling her all about mine and Chris's marriage. Like she knows my entire life story. In a few seconds, I know her whole life story. Chris is like, can we just buy the coffee table and get out of here? And then she offers these most magical words. Erica, would, because we're on a first name basis at this point, Erica, would you like 25% off your purchase today? And I was like, yes, we're buying a new house. We can save 25%, absolutely. And she's like, just fill out this sheet of paper. And I see my husband like in slow motion, I can see this happen. He's like, no, Erica. And he intercepts that like brochure that I'm gonna, about to put all my like identifying information on. He's like, no. And I'm like, why? And he's like, Erica, it, it's a, she's trying to sell you a credit card. She's not trying to give you a 25% discount. So we like check out, leave. It's like hasty and sort of awkward. The woman looks like distraught that she hasn't like given me this credit card. And so we sit down in the car and I look at Chris and I'm like, I don't understand why she's sad. I didn't get the 25% off discount because I didn't sign up for that credit card. Like, their store just got more money. Doesn't that look good for her? And Chris was like, I'm pretty sure they probably, like, make a percentage bonus for getting people to buy credit cards. And the last thing you need is a credit card to a store that sells all the things that they couldn't sell you from a kiosk in the mall. Like, you don't, you don't need a credit card. But I have shared my life story with this woman, and I know her life story. I felt connected to her. And I looked at Chris, and I said, kind of sad. I was like... 
you mean she just wanted something from me? That 25% discount wasn't really for me. She just wanted something from me, not for me. I want us to take just a second, just a second, wherever you are, and think about how many things this world wants from you. Right now, while I'm talking, you've probably gotten text messages and buzzes. You may have children around you. Who knows what all the world wants from you right now? And I need to tell you that taking a break right now, being intentional to worship God, to spend time hearing from God, I need need you to hear this deep truth about God. In a world that wants so much from us, everything that God wants is for us. Everything that God wants is for us. In a world that only wants things from us, we worship a God who wants things for us. In Joshua chapter three, verse five, it says, Joshua tells his people, he's a, he's a leader, that God has set aside. And Joshua tells the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. We're in the middle of starting the summer. Many of us are going in a lot of different directions. Some of us are are taking a break for the first time in a really long time after the marathon month of May. And the people, a, a leader of God is set up in front of his people and he says, consecrate yourselves before God for tomorrow he will do amazing things through you and for you. What does consecrate mean? Like what in the world does that word mean? It means to make yourself holy, to set yourself apart from the things of the world. And for the first time, for the first time In a really long time, these words brought something to my heart and to my life and to my soul that I desperately needed. I needed to to know that taking a step back from a world that wants so much from me allows me to spend time with a God who wants something for me. These words that Joshua spoke to his people, they weren't spoken to people who'd just been having a a great couple of days or a great couple of years. These were people who'd spent 40 long years camping out in the wilderness after running from a world in Egypt that only wanted things from them. Egypt only wanted what these people could offer to the powers and the people with all the power. And God offered them a different way to live, but it included 40 years of learning a completely different way of life, setting themselves completely apart from everything that they knew in Egypt. And there were moments, there were moments in that 40 years of wilderness that they asked questions just like you and I ask. God, is this really, is this really worth it? Is it really worth worth it for us to be wandering around in the wilderness waiting for you to do something? And God tells the people over and over and over again, the world is going to want things from you. And what I have, 
What I have for you is for you. What I want right now is for you. Setting yourself apart, stepping out of a, away, taking a step away from a world who wants so very much from you allows you to spend time with a God who wants things for you. That's what we're going to be talking about all summer. This is the first message in a five-part five series where we're going to learn about how to make ourselves set apart and different so we can experience what it is God wants for us and step away from a world that only wants things from us. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, if you'll open up to Psalm chapter 26. The, I'm actually going to read from a translation called The Message. I think it's a little easier to understand um, these words from him. If you're asking this morning, how do I get into a relationship? How do I step out of this world, this like black hole of this world that just wants from me and step into the arms of a God who wants things for me. How in the world do I do that? And this is what, this is what it says. My question, David is asking this. He says, my question, what are God worshipers like? What are these people who are able to know what it is God wants from us and for us? What are these people like? And God answers and says, arrows aimed at God's bullseye. These people who are set apart are like arrows that want only what God wants for us. They settle down in a promising place. That's exactly what Joshua was leading these people to do, to settle down in a promising place. Their kids inherit a prosperous farm. There's plenty to eat. Life is abundant and good. God friendship is for God worshipers. An intimate and loving relationship with God is what's waiting for those of us who want to be set apart for God. They are the ones he confides in. Listen to this. If I keep my eyes on God, I won't trip over my own feet. If you're ready to step into a relationship with a God who wants things for you, not just from you, I invite you to take worship serious this summer. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for you to travel or do other things. At Horizon Church, we've moved our worship service to Friday nights from 6 to 7.30 p.m. We're being really intentional to build community around you so that, so that you can begin to experience those things that God wants for you. You'll begin to find your people who are desperate to follow Jesus with you. Make worship a, a part of the rhythm of your life. If you want to be a person who's focused on the arrow of God for your life, then make worship a normal rhythm of your life. Make it for your kids. They'll find here a prosperous farm is what he says. That's imagery for a place where, where the soil of their lives is, is perfect for them growing into their purpose that God has for them. And if there's ever been a time where we need to invest in young children and make sure they are concentrating on God's purpose for them and not hearing all the things the world wants them to be, if there's ever been a time in the world where that's crucial, this is the time. Set yourself apart for worship because in it you will hear and find and discover what it is God wants for you. Make worship a part 
of your rhythm. Know what it is to be this arrow. Make worship your rhythm. Be honest. Be honest about the things that are keeping you from stepping out of that black hole of a world. Be honest about that. Be honest about those things that are keeping you full on in a world that wants so much from you. Be honest about what it's going to take for you to step back into the arms of a God who wants things for you. What is that? Is it your addiction to looking really good at work? Are you a workaholic? Is it, is it your, just, you just want to escape the life that God's given you here in this place and you just want to be gone all the time from it? Is it that you're investing too much in, in places that, that are not what God has asked you to do? In a world that wants so much from us, step back into the arms of a God who wants things for you and be honest. Be honest about what it is that's holding your feet in a place that's not for you anymore. Be honest about that with God and accept God's strength to lift you out of that place and in to his loving arms. And the last thing that Joshua had to remind the people of over and over and over again is to keep me from complaining and grumbling. This is one that's been deep on my heart this last few days. If you want to be holy and set apart, if you want to find out what it is God wants for you, you've got to stop complaining and grumbling. It's just what we have to do. If we want to be an arrow that is, that is aiming for God's bullseye, then we need to be honest about what it is that God's kingdom is doing. And it's not just complaining and throwing arrows at everything else. We're going to have to stop complaining and grumbling to set ourselves apart. You worship a God who wants things for you, not one who wants things from you. Right now, this morning, you have an opportunity like you've never had before. Don't miss it. Take your feet out of a world that only wants things from you and let God rescue you and offer you all of the things that God wants for us. Will you pray with me? God, I pray right now over the people who are knee-deep, stuck in a world that only wants things from us. Rescue them from that. Let them raise their arms up in praise and surrender to you, God, and rescue them from that. And place them, God, gently in your arms. Guide them on your path, on your way to consecration, to life that's set apart for your holy purposes, where things like our worship and our confession, our, our promise to stop grumbling and complaining, where those things aren't just things you want from us, but they are things that give us your life-giving, just absolutely life-transforming love. Remind us, God, show us that stepping into that way of life is about the things you want for us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your love that is for us. Amen.